Here on the Warriors Weekly Roundtable, I'm Tim Roy in Phoenix, Warriors and the Suns. Uh, comes your way tomorrow night at 6.30 on KMBR 680. A pleasure right now to welcome in Hall of Famer, current NBA TV analyst Isaiah Thomas. Isaiah, thank you so much for agreeing to come on the show, and, and how are you tonight? I am doing great. How are you doing? Not too bad. Not too bad at all. It's a, it's a great time. You know, the Warriors are playing well. They're heading for the postseason, and uh, it, it's always – uh, great to get to April because you know the playoffs are right around the corner and there's so many great moments that we're going to see this year. Uh, what what goes through your mind at this time of the year after being away from the game for a while? Well, well just like you, uh, play, playoff basketball is, is one of the most exciting times of, uh, of sports, um, you know, for all of us sports junkies, particularly uh, NBA. And you, you look forward to the matchups, um, the coaching strategies, um, player execution, uh, those things you you look for, and you and you always know that there's going to be one great moment in one of these playoff series that stands out. As we had there, of course, Miami's coming off that incredible win streak and, and just a, an amazing uh, a streak for Miami. The What trait do you see with the Heat, having played on championship teams and great teams yourself, what trait do they have that they have in common, say, with the great teams of the past? Well, they can they can really score the ball, uh, and they can they can score it from any area of the floor. Uh, they can they can score it from the perimeter. Uh, they can go inside and, and play interior. Uh, they can they can beat you from the foul line. Um, so the ability to score the ball uh, in the last three to four minutes is always key. Uh, and defensively, they can stop you from scoring. And if and if they can't stop you from scoring, they can keep up with you by scoring the basketball. Uh, you know, with James and Wade and Bosch, every time down, you know they're going to get a good shot. So that that's the most impressive thing to me about them that that relates and compares to the other championship teams. You know, having played on on the 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 Bad Boy Pistons that won in '89 and '90, and you know, it, it took that group a, a few years to come together, to get all the right personnel assembled, and then you guys, you know, gelled and and and, and won your titles. It, and I look at LeBron. Did he have to go through the same thing to maybe get the right cast and to maybe learn how he needs to play to raise the level of his team? Do you have to go through that learning curve in the NBA? You know, winning winning an NBA championship is one of the hardest things that any of these uh, professional players will ever have to do in their lives. Um, you know, and and it's not easy to find the right mix. It's not easy to find the right players to play with, uh, the right coach um, for your style, and also uh, you know the right city. So a lot of things really have to fall into place uh, for you. Um, you know, for someone's like a LeBron, who's, you know, is a rare talent in our league, uh, for everything to fall into place for him, um, you know, it's 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 a lot more complicated than it is for for some others. Um, you know, had Magic Johnson uh, gone to another team and not played with Abdul Jabbar, had Bird not gone to Boston, you know, I, you know, everything's is, you know, it all it's all about timing, uh, coaching. Uh, management, everything has to fall into place for you, and for LeBron, it all has. Hall of Famer Isaiah Thomas with us on the Warriors Weekly Roundtable line, Tim Roy. Isaiah, uh, other than, say, Miami, who do you like heading into this postseason? What teams have caught your eye? 
Well, the way the Knicks are playing uh, right now, uh, they're you know they're streaking at the right moment. Um, they're healthy. They got everybody playing well, and um, you know I, I like their playoff experience, even though they haven't played together in playoff moments before. All of those guys have had uh, playoff experience, uh, and some have had uh, championship moments. When you talk about Jason Kidd, uh, so I like you know where where New York is at right now. And over in the West, um, I mean, you can you can you know there's four or five teams you know from San Antonio to Oklahoma um, to the Clippers uh, to Golden State, uh, Memphis. I mean, any any one of those teams can can get hot and, and come out. Uh, so, you know, the, the series in the West are all, you know, pressure-packed series, and, you know, there's going to be great basketball played in the, in the Western Conference in terms of playoffs. Yeah, no doubt about that. I think the West is going to be – the Western champion may be just a survivor. It may be the team that survives the West, I think, with the, the balance that they have out there. You know, there, there's so many uh, uh, great point guards. I wanted to get to that with you because you know, I talked to Mark Jackson about this once in a while, and, and – you know, I get him to talk about some of the, the point guards in the league and, and and which ones are your favorites uh, right now? Well, you have to start out with, with Paul uh, because he he seems to have uh, the most control of his offense in terms of knowing where his players are, his teammates are on the floor, and understanding how to get the most out of them in any given situation. Um, so his his reads are impeccable uh, during the course of a game. And, you know, if Derrick Rose was healthy, you know, you would definitely have to put him in the mix. He's a former MVP. Um, and then I, I like where, you know, you look at Curry and you and you say his improvement and his maturation at the point guard position has been just as spectacular as anyone. He can score the ball from the position. I think he's getting a better handle and a better understanding of how to how to get teammates involved and how to get teammates baskets at crucial times uh, and points of the game. You know, San Antonio always has Parker, and he's been, uh, you know, one of the standard bearers in the league for a long time. Uh, so there, there are a lot of good guards playing uh, in the playoffs. Uh, those three uh, I'm pretty, you know, intrigued by and, and to see how well they'll do. I think Westbrook will be Westbrook. Um, he's been spectacular, um, you know, during the course of his career. I, I think he'll always play well in the playoffs. He'll have his, his moments where, you know, he may make a mistake or two, but he definitely uh, compensates for the mistakes that he makes uh, by doing something good on the other end. Yeah, he's a spectacular athlete, and, and he's got a great will about him. I love watching him play. Uh, do you have any, any stories or, or any memories about playing against the head coach of the Warriors, Mark Jackson? Uh, I remember Mark was a, a great, you know, post-up player, um, and he was an exceptional passer out of the post. You know, the, to me, out of all the the point guards, when you when you look at that that list of uh, you know the top five uh, who've had the most assists in our league, Mark Jackson to me has done more with less than probably any other point guard that's ever played the position. And what I mean by more with less. Um, he wasn't as fast as, you know, Stockton or Magic Johnson or myself. He, um, you know, wasn't a better athlete in terms of jumping. Uh, but, you know, his 
his intellect and his intelligence, which is showing now as a coach, you know, you, you have to rank him as, you know, one of the smartest players to ever play the position because everything that he did uh, was from the neck up and not from the neck down. Yeah, it's interesting you say that, and, and because you know he is trying to to kind of install some of that with his team this year. You know, at what point in your career did you really feel that you had a handle on playing point guard? See, I, I view the point guard position uh, different than um, than um, you know the I guess you would say the structuralist uh, view it in terms of how it's supposed to be played. I. You know, I, I look at basketball, and as a player, you know, you you, you got to be you, you're responsible for being able to operate in any area of the floor. You know, whether it be in the post, whether it be on the perimeter. You know, defensively, you got to be able to defend 94 feet, and you know, so as a as a guard and as a player, your job is to be able to be you know, functionable and efficient in any any area of the floor. So I don't necessarily look at it like the structuralist will look at it and say, you're only supposed to do A, B, C, and D. Uh, I think that position requires you to do everything. And as we just talked about Mark Jackson, you know, he first, when you asked me about him, the first thing I said was he was a great post-up player. And, um, you know, that position, you got to be able to do everything. It's interesting because it has evolved now into an everything position. They've got some scoring points now, but they kind of do do it all. They score, they pass, they distribute, they get into the offense. They kind of do it all. We're talking with Isaiah Thomas, and uh, that's a it's a really interesting conversation because uh, when we talk with guys like Jim Barnett, who's our television analyst, or Walt Frazier uh, with the New York Knicks, you know they say, "Hey, we didn't have point guards. We just had guards. You know, you used to you had to play. You had to know how to play." And I think I think we may with the with in one sort of way with the scoring point getting into the game so much now, maybe we're getting back to that a little bit where the guards are interchangeable and not so much point guard, you know, off guard and one, two, three, four, and five. Well, I've, I've always rejected the constructed box that the point guard has been relegated to. And, um, you know, I, you know, I, I've always wanted to know who, who was the person who, gave the definition to point guard and who relegated uh, those terms that he can only abide by in that box because I, I totally reject that constructed box. And if I wouldn't have, I never would have been the player that I became. An outstanding player that you were, of course, Hall of Famer and numerous All-Stars appearances, two-time All-Star MVP, Finals MVP, and you know, one of the great things about my job, Isaiah, I get to talk basketball with people like you all the time. And and, and uh, in conversation before our game uh, this year, Rick Mahorn in Detroit was talking about the camaraderie you guys had with the, the, the Pistons. And, you know, if you can believe it, it's going to be, what, 25 years next year? Yeah. Since the first yeah. time. That's, that's, that's crazy. It's gone so quickly. But. The uh, the Warriors have a little bit of that this year with their chemistry. And granted, they're not they're not the team that that you had there. I mean, that, that was a great assembled team with you know Vinnie Johnson yourself and you know Lambeer and Mahorn and Sally and everybody else. But uh, how much does that go for in terms of of creating a winning atmosphere? How much having a good locker room? What what does that help in terms of winning games in the NBA? Well, you win games in the NBA. You if you don't understand the locker room and you don't understand the bus ride or the plane ride, 
uh, then you don't know the NBA. <laughs> I mean, because that's that's where you win and lose games. That you know, the the strategy is one thing, the practices are another. But if if you don't understand uh, how that locker room works, um, how the training room, the bus rides, and the planes, if you don't understand that environment and that atmosphere, then it's very almost impossible for you to win. And um, once those once those places are sanitized, um, then you can have healthy play out on the floor. But if you don't have a, a sanitized plane, bus ride, and locker room, then there's no way you can have a healthy team that, that plays and functions well. That's interesting. Very interesting comment there. Um, just a couple. I know you got to go. A couple quick questions. Other than being probably the best-dressed coach of all time, uh, what made Chuck Daly so good? Uh, those things I just said. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, he, you know, we, as you can see, we had a lot of different personalities on our team, uh, and he let us. Um, there, there was, there was no, there was no constructed box for Dennis Rodman. You know, when when the rest of the league was playing post-up basketball, he was playing with with three small guards, and everybody was playing post-up, and uh, we were playing our pick and roll, and we won the championship playing pick and roll, and now the whole league has gravitated to that point in terms of playing pick and roll basketball. Um, you know, we we did some things uh, defensively that were pretty unique. And the rest of the league uh, copied his style defensively. So uh, he had a, a big impact on the game in terms of his offensive uh, thoughts and his defensive thoughts. Final question for you. And, and you knew that you were a, a good player and, and becoming a, a man and being a good player at St. Joe's High School, playing for Bobby Knight of Indiana, national title, Final Four MVP. You go and you win two NBA championships. You've been an executive and a coach in this league now. I mean, is that ever in a quiet moment at all? Ever have you had a chance to sit down and like does that does that sink in as time passes? It it, it hasn't uh, yet um, because I, I I still feel like I'm I'm right in the middle of a, a long basketball career, and even though I've I've accomplished a lot, I still feel that there's so much more yet to be done. Well said. We appreciate your thoughts uh, tonight on the show, and, and uh, hopefully uh, somewhere down the trail we'll be able to bump into each other at a game. And uh, thank you for your contribution to the NBA. You're welcome, and thank you for having me.